1: The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision.
0: A lot going on. It's a wonderful season that we all find so pleasing, right? I don't even know what that means. One dollar a day for college. Walmart has unveiled a new employee perk, college tuition. Now, how are they going to do this? what's this going to look like? How's it going to feel? Do we feel good about this? Employees must contribute $1 per day to their tuition and study either business or supply chain management at one of three institutions. Okay, now that just suddenly got a little bit more than the free college tuition, right? The news comes as the US labor market has been tightening, and Walmart has been sweetening in its benefits to retain talent. I saw recently Chick-fil-A in Sacramento, which I'm not a Chick-fil-A guy. To the point you'd almost think that I lost a woman once to a man who was a Chick-fil-A guy. I just find it, it's okay. But a Chick-fil-A in Sacramento is paying someone 17 bucks an hour. So Walmart has to up their game. 15 ain't going to be enough. 12, definitely not. So we've got to up our game, they're saying. Nation's biggest private employer said at the start of its annual shareholder meeting in Arkansas that it'll begin subsidizing the cost of higher education for its employees who have yet to earn a college degree. Starting on uh, today, they'll be able to enroll and study at either the University of Florida, Brandman University, or Bellevue University. Now, I'm like good. That seems like society's moving forward, right? Corporate America is going to take care of their employees. Or does it come with a situation a lot like Hershey, when he started the town called Hershey, Pennsylvania, and he gave employees homes, but they had to pay them off over the next thirty years, forty years, basically working for him, right? So when does a good idea turn into a bad idea? Give hey, like right now, if you were to think Google will hire me and give me a place to live, but I got to work there for thirty years, like oh boy, I want a place to live. And that's just a bad example. I really should I should call it Company XYZ. I own shares of Google. I probably shouldn't make them sound evil. So Walmart is partnering with Guild Education, a tuition reimbursement and education platform. That helps large employers extend education benefits, including tuition reimbursement, to workers. The news: of the program comes as many businesses in the United States face a tighter labor market. So companies like Starbucks and Chipotle they have to offer similar perks to get their workers to stick around. And you know, I, I'm no expert on the millennial, but word has it that they're they're finicky and. They want to work for companies and shop at companies that do the right thing. Right? Good. I love her, by the way. That's my millennial girlfriend. I keep her in the basement. Whoa. I shouldn't say that, because at some point in time, someone's going to find someone in the basement. So the company, Walmart, has said it estimates that as many as 68,000 of its employees initially could sign up for the new college program. Something tells me that's going to be too large. Walmart employs 1.5 million in the United States. Employees will contribute one dollar per day for 365 days a year toward their education, so long as they're enrolled. Walmart will cover the rest of the tab. Workers will be able to choose from three nonprofit schools and have the option of taking classes online with the flexibility to study during the evenings or the weekends. Love the idea. I hope it doesn't get messed up in the execution, but I love the idea. And quite honestly, at some point in time. Facebook and Google and Amazon and Apple, they want America to open up immigration even more, give more ability to bring in well-educated people from foreign markets instead of instead of educating some of your own citizens, per se. And, you know, Oracle has a high school now in their on their corporate campus. I think that's awesome. You're starting to see companies like Facebook donate large amounts of money to, you know, community schools that that are in the community that they work at. So I played a soccer game recently at a, a field in Palo Alto. It was Palo Alto East, and ten years ago on the soccer field, it was it was horrible. It was run down, and pavement wasn't even. There was grass growing everywhere. Uh, now that Facebook has come in community volunteers every weekend clean, clean the hell out of that campus and i think it's cool i think it's a great idea so i think sometimes we have to look at the 21st century and say we got to change things and corporations like walmart yeah they should be offering something so that their employees can go home and and become you know more than just people who stock shelves and there's nothing against people who stock shelves but you damn well better know that robot's coming to take your job sooner than later Which brings me to the Roseanne Barr fiasco, getting fired for having essentially her sense of humor. She made a racial racial comment that was probably okay in the eighties and early nineties, but not okay in this day and age. And it reminds me once again: it's like I am surprised at how much we show our lives. And we share too much. She shared too much. She was trying to be funny on Twitter, and she did a political attack against Obama and one of his employees. And that's kind of unacceptable to me. That's not even funny. At the same time, a big company like ABC, they can't put up with that. They can't have an employee going around, you know, wearing Don Johnson 1980s cheap suits. They gotta say, dude, you're in the 21st century. You gotta, you gotta kill the the sunglasses and the five o'clock shadow and the, the spray on tan, and some some opinions need to be left in the 80s when it was socially acceptable to go after different cultures. You know, he, is, are the Simpsons right or wrong for wanting you know to let the public decide if Abu is an offensive character because he's does slurpees and he's Middle Eastern? Don't. Oh! Um, I don't know. You know, there's some areas that I don't know. To me, corporations have to continue to try to do the right thing. And Walmart's unveiling a college tuition program, which I think is a, if done properly, it's it's a great idea. Now, companies like Disney, you have a celebrity who, like I said, was dug up from the 80s or 90s. And she's just an older version of herself. She farted and smelled bad 20, 30 years ago. She farts and smells bad day. She's got a bad sense of humor 20, 30 years ago. She's got the same sense of humor today. It was just more acceptable then. So Disney as a corporation has to say, do I want my employees exposed to that? Because employee morale is pretty big. If you own a law firm and you've got an employee who's always late, that person gets fired. If you own a law firm and someone doesn't finish their job, that person gets replaced by someone who does. So corporate culture got one person fired but a whole show that that had hundreds of employees lost their job too because we're in the 21st century and a company's trying to do the right thing i don't know i don't know if i have the answers but i i, I certainly have a microphone i'll talk about that and more rob black and your money Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves, weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. Hi, I'm Rob Black. You're not. I do a financial radio show. Please tell friends about it and spread the word. There's a podcast out there. It's on Apple. Whoa. Business week once called it one of the top 10 most important podcasts, financial podcasts in history of financial podcasts, which basically means it's 130% true. I'm really tall in a small basketball league. Does that make me a great player? I am kind of a big, kind of a big deal. I'm kind of a big deal. Kind of a big deal. Uh, I, I like scotch. You know, what's funny. I work for a station that's on the conservative side, to say the least. They took my scotch, 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 in my I belly, love belly, scotch. belly. I love
1: they scotch. keep deleting it
0: scotch, from my scotch, records. Scotch. So it's tough down, to play. Down to do my belly. Mm, they and don't and like me playing this. So guess what I'm playing? <laughs> I'm very important. So one of my good friends, his name is Mark Dannen, and today's theme of the show is there's a lot going on. One of my best friends lived in Napa, and as you probably have heard through the news, there was a big fire in Napa not that long ago in Sonoma. Uh, that burned down a lot of homes in Santa Rosa and Napa, um, a lot of homes. And he was literally fighting fires with his neighbors coming up the hell. He lived on hell. He lived in a beautiful home. It was a very Spanish style home. When all was said and done and the fires go out, he's like, I'm moving. I quit. So he was a TV anchor that I worked with and he quit on the spot. He was going to quit one year, five years, seven years, 10 years. He knew he was going to retire. You know, he's 50 ish on the younger side of that but in his head he he snapped and that was his time to go so he now lives in scottsdale and i go any regrets about quitting too soon he goes i have a big regret he texted me that we didn't move sooner arizona is like california was in the 1980s great infrastructure great schools retail is live and well here i'm sad to say that california is broken Tony and I, Tony from Bay Area LoanSource.com, talked a little bit about you know, getting loans in the Area. And I'm not trying to hurt your business by discouraging people. But California is kind of broken on a lot of levels. It's, it's turning into those who have and those who don't have. And there's not a lot in the middle. And if you don't, you, you're going to make a lot of sacrifices. Um, I don't get it. I don't know where school teachers live. I don't know. I once took my kids. I won an auction, which I paid way too much money for. I won an auction to a fire station. We go to the fire station. These are the greatest people on the planet in Redwoods, uh, short, uh, Redwood city. Greatest fire department I've ever been to. Greatest human beings. Every single one of them lives in Stockton. And I'm like, wait, wait, you're protecting the houses that I live in, but you can't live in the houses that I live in. You live in Stockton. Um, and it kind of works for a firefighter and firefighters have kind of a, a great advantage of, they work three days on, three days off, three days on, three days off. I don't have it totally right. But the greatest people in the world, the people that I want to be my kids' heroes,
1: live in Stockton. Yeah, we just did a, a loan for a firefighter and moved to Tahoe. And the biggest and he, he Richard in the, Tahoe. Planet, the biggest Richard no. planet lives on my street. You've no. got to be kidding me. <laughs> so it's broken in a way. You know, a lot of the... There's some programs that are meant for teachers and educators and firefighters and so on. But Educators. They, just, That's the biggest douche thing of um, the year. <laughs> anyway. Uh, they just don't quite. My kids'
0: school, you have to call the teachers educators. And the students aren't students. They're learners. What's wrong with California? Let's start right there. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start right there. Your educator... I love her. She's fantastic. But let's start right there.
1: Uh, it's it's a tough decision to become a teacher and not be able to live in the community that you teach in or a firefighter or uh, even a policeman. Uh, one of the f- stories that I remember from probably 2012, 2013, that kind of made local news was a, a couple that they were both teachers living in San Francisco and their rent was going up, up, up uh, to the point where they ended up having to move out to like Vallejo or something like that. And I think it's called Vallejo and Vallejo uh, and they still taught in San Francisco, but they had to do the commute and they added, you know, another hour or so under their trip both ways and um, just so they could afford to live. And they still rented, yeah. uh, which was crazy. And so where are the teachers going to live? Um, a lot of the, the, I meet a lot of people and we do a lot of transactions over the years. And the, some of the teachers that we run into are, are, um, are older they're, they're either retired or they're and older, and they've been in the real estate business for a while, and they live in these homes that they bought. I mean, I've, shoot, I did one where a teacher, they bought their house at $88,000, and it was worth $1.5. So is a teacher going to buy that house? Probably not. Um, there's not a lot of affordable housing going up. In fact, most of the, the housing being built right now is for the upper end. That's uh, another story that we've been talking about for uh, many months and many years about California and how builders are not focusing on affordable housing. So, and, and with rents as high as they are, it's, it's very difficult. I, can you imagine your teacher having to, to, uh, live with two or three other people just to live in the community? It's, um, it doesn't really match up with the image that I have for a teacher. Um, you, you'd hope that they're, um, doing very well and paid handsomely enough to live in your community and be part of your community. And that's not going to be the case moving forward. So it's interesting They just said most of the housing is
0: um, leaning towards the, the higher end. Because here's a story that says housing trends favor builders focused on entry-level homes. On a nationwide level, we're getting it right. My friend Mark Dannon, who up and moved Flagstaff, he took a kid out of high school in the middle of the year and moved to Flagstaff. He was so broken by the fires. He didn't want to see it. He didn't want to see destruction anymore. He didn't want to no more 10% state income tax, no more 10% uh, retail tax. Like he's gone. And the trends for a growing economy, solid job market, low unemployment rates and low mortgage interest rates have helped drive demand for home ownership. Um, And yet we're still seeing this, this divide, but in California it's, 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 it's not necessarily there. So the divide of what homes, how much supply there is, there's no supply. I've got a friend and this is, this might get a little racy. Let's see if I can figure out how not to do this. I've got two friends who are realtors. One is Caucasian and one is Asian and the Asian background. She's doing better than the Caucasian because the people who are moving to the Bay area, a lot of them are from Asia and she's out there at open houses on a regular basis, hustling for any sort of business. And a lot of people do business with people that that look like them. Um, which is fascinating to think about that ethnicity is driving the housing market at this point in time, or the survival of realtors, survival of realtors. There's no inventory here. In Houston, there's nothing but inventory. If I was a real estate agent, I'd be like moving my family to Houston right now. Anyway, Tony Mendez, you can find him at Bay Area loan It's Bay Is California broken like Mark Dannon thinks? or is he just broken? Find me online at Rob Black's show. Find Tony Mendez at source.com. It's com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black's show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing in more. What's on your financial mind? You tell me. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more, right? Let's get you to retirement. Let's take a look at the market numbers and the action. And uh, say that you know last week was one of those interesting weeks where tech stocks did really well. And sometimes that's what happens. You see these big flows of money, right? A little bit of shake it off, as Taylor Swift would say. So the markets shake off some weakness, and they try to close new highs right now. So the big stories of note today, in no particular order, there's not a lot to the point that I just called my TV producers and said, I don't think there's enough for me to really hit that doesn't sound like I'm stretching. You always want to do content that's relevant and of importance, but like a Bank of Japan meeting today, that may mean something to you and me, the radio listeners, But for the average television person, no one wants to talk Bank of Japan. Their economy is getting older. Their economy is slowing down. Their economy is based on the United States. And they have more to lose or win in this North Korea summit than, say, Canada does. European Central Bank meeting on Thursday. Another one of those boring topics. But again, the world banks are trying to take America's keel to slow down the world because we see not we the world sees growth as a bad thing when it contributes to inflation we want the perfect scenario not too much not too little kim jong un president trump's meeting in singapore with north korea tuesday headlines will follow Will anybody, anybody be called a stupid dummy? Will anyone be called a big bully? Will anyone be called a small bully? Will nuclear weapons fly? Will nuclear weapons get disarmed? Tune in Tuesday. Then Wednesday we get the FOMC meeting. So Tuesday we get North Korea, Japan, and China. Wednesday we get the FOMC meeting. Tuesday we get AT and T and Time Warner where we expect a ruling from the federal courts on will they or will they not be allowed to merge? And what concessions will they have to make? We get the CPI, the Consumer Price Index. How is the poor little man, you, dealing with inflation? Whoa. Do you kind of see that there's not a damn thing going on today? Fed meeting on Wednesday. European Central Bank on Tuesday, Thursday. Bank of Japan on Friday. Uh, at and Time Warner on Tuesday. Why, 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 why did I get out of bed? Italian bonds, Italian stocks are in the news. Ciao. They're offering a measure of support to global markets. I have an offer you cannot refuse. Horse says, don't cut my head off. Sorry. A measure of support to global markets right now that Italy's new finance minister has relieved some pressure on the Eurozone front when he said a Euro exit is not on the new government's agenda and that the new government is not looking to boost growth through deficit spending. Whew. You know, the United States, if, if we were to tell the world we're not going to, or we're going to cut back on our deficit spending, or we're not going to do deficit spending, or we're going to fix deficit spending, the world would have a cosmic, like, flush, and it would not be happy. But Italy, when they say it out loud, it's like, oh, so you're not going to blow up your currency. Oh, so you're not going to leave the European Union. And we're like, that's good news. We averted one there. As Uncle Don said, no. New finance minister, more than enough. Uncle Don. I got to be careful because I think that may catch on. Speaking of Uncle Don, Donald Trump took exception to Prime Minister uh, Trudeau's assertion in a post-summit press conference that Canada would proceed with retaliatory tariffs on July 1 due to the U.S. imposing steel and aluminum tariffs. Wrong. Man, wrong. So Trump and Trudeau are are exchanging words about each other. That can't be a good thing, right? They will be met with fire, fury, and frankly, power, the likes of which this world has never seen before. In in naming awesome hurricanes, we have a new awesome hurricane named. Awesome Bud. Hurricane Bud. Now you tell me if you don't live in Florida or in Mexico or in the Gulf or in Miami, you don't want Hurricane Bud to come visit you. It's like it's not quite like Aunt Flo, but it's like Hurricane Bud. It's an awesome name. It's swirling off the West Coast, of Mexico. So, oh, if you're betting on Tampa getting wiped out by Hurricane Bud, then the next one's going to be Wise. The final one's going to be Ur. Yeah. Bud Wiser. Bud Wiser. Oh, what's what's up? up? Yo, where's Dookie? Yo, Dookie. Yeah. So I, I can't say, I can't speak enough Spanish to say 7 or enough Spanish to say 11, but I'm hoping the Spanish varietal versions of seven eleven are running out of Budweiser because Hurricane Bud's now swirling off the West Coast. It's forecast to strengthen to a Category 2 hotel. Nope, oh, Category 2 hotel. No, it's going to hit some hotels. Oh, it's coming right. Oh, it's coming right. Oh, for San Diego. Not good. Worst drought in the United States and Southwest is is kind of contributing, they say. But um, rainfall from bud would be beneficial to that area of the United States. Tropical storm has been uh, thrown out there. I always like hurricanes. I know you're saying, not, not for the people who are in them. No, absolutely not for the people who are in them. But for economic activity, it's one of those weird lessons that you learn. And it's a good lesson to learn that there's always going to be economic activity because of hurricanes. I know, wait, 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 wait. And you're saying, what? A lot of people approach money and investing as Donald Trump stinks or Donald Trump is awesome or Republicans are awesome or Republicans are stupid or Democrats are awesome or Democrats are stupid. And it doesn't really work like that way because hurricanes will come and knock things down. So hurricanes will knock down houses in a Republican Congress or a Democrat Congress or a Republican president or a Democrat... And that's the beauty about America is that we're always kind of moving forward. There's always something to be done. Hurricane Bud is the second hurricane in the Eastern Pacific year hurricane season, and dilly, it kind of just reminds dilly. Dilly. me like Dilly 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 uh my advice to you is do not do not use dilly dilly in a sentence at your child's graduation whether it be high school or elementary school but if he's graduating um kindergarten and it's so cute when teachers dress them up in robes and they're like yes you've sent your kid to this private school for the whole year at thirty two thousand dollars and we're going to put him in a little bit of a robe and drive and have him walk down and say, uh, so what do you want to be when you grow up? I, I want to be a baseball player. I want to be Buster Posey. Or whatever dumb thing they say. I want to be a doctor that cures cancer. Boo! Boo doctors that cure cancer. Do not boo children at graduation events. And do not scream dilly dilly when they get their diploma. Do not go dilly dilly because it's not going to age well. People are be like, what's that mean? We all know that it means delicious, delicious, but it's still kind of upsetting, to say the least. Amazon Prime member perks. More and more of them are coming to people who shop at Whole Foods. Nice. Two weeks after the e-commerce giant rolled out discounts for Prime members at 121 Whole Foods across the United States. They say that they're going to expand to 10 to additional states. So, it's Nice. Nice. So Whole Foods and Amazon really, to me, wrecked the world with, we can do anything. To the point that I was talking about the, um, to the point that I was talking about, how do we say this? The Amazon Whole Foods effect on the world now is, could Apple buy Starbucks well, let's think about it for a second. We give them a cafe, people can hang out and use their Apple products, they can pick up their phones, they can drop off their phones, it'd be a distribu you're like why are we even talking about this? Because Amazon bought Exactly. Because Amazon bought Whole Foods and we were like, Why do they do that? They've turned their store into kind of an Amazon receptacle of, of pick up your stuff, drop off your stuff, right? So that's out there. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. The business stories today are not huge. But we are paying attention to them. Disney's Pixar is out there. And uh, Lassiter, the guy who kind of left the company six months ago during the whole Me Too movement. During the whole Me Too movement. I'm not trying to sound, not trying to sound condescending. He's not coming back. But the Incredibles are coming back, and boy, that's a franchise, right? Is it as good as Toy Story or Cars? Probably not. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Little Imagine Dragons. Tough to quantify, qualify their music, right? What are they? It's not exactly rock and roll there. Whoa. 800 1220 to get your calls on the air. Vince Vaughn arrested for DUI. I know nothing. You know what else? Expensive. You're a big winner tonight. You're a big winner. Sorry, Vince. Big loser tonight. Vaughn chose to submit a blood sample rather than a breathalyzer to test his blood alcohol level. Look, we all make mistakes. Hopefully that's one that he doesn't repeat, but even more importantly for the average person out there, that's an expensive mistake in the state of California. You will respect my authority. It's a little odd for me to say this out loud, but getting to retirement is sometimes about things like avoiding DUIs. Stay at home. Don't get behind the wheel. Your insurance will go up. Your um your wallet's going to get hit with both a fine and probably the ability to lose your ability to drive. The lawyers it's like brush your teeth. It's the dumbest advice ever, but if that's what saves you from, you know, a costly bill in retirement, that's great. The Washington Capitals won their Stanley Cup, I guess on Friday. Sometime this recent news. I used to be from Washington, and it's one of the worst financial decisions I ever made. was in my 20s. I got season tickets. Now, season tickets to a hockey team is 41 games a year. And you cannot imagine how bored you get after 10. And you're like, oh, good God. They just played on Wednesday. They're playing Friday and Sunday. I can't do it. I can't do it. And you're like, whoa, that's big money at that age just to let tickets go. Or you do things like this. You go, "Hey, you want to my tickets?" So you just give them away, right? So the Washington Capitals spent 44 years trying to win a Stanley Cup, and they finally do it. And I gotta love, I gotta love Twitter. Somehow, some way, some shape, some form, um, Ivanka Trump got to party with um, Andrew Kushner, her husband. Got to party with superstars from the Washington Capitals, like Alex Ovechkin. They're probably in D.C., probably at a hotel, probably at a big gala or something like that, right? And a bunch of Washington Capitals roll in, and Ivanka's like, I could take my picture with that Stanley Cup. That would be cool. So I love the Internet, because the moment <laughs> she takes her picture of the Stanley Cup, all the Washington Capitals fans who wanted it for so long to win the Stanley Cup, they're like, burn it. Burn it. It's been tainted. <laughs> Trump posed with a tr- with a cup. Hockey fans are hockey fans are kind of like that, right? They definitely have opinions. A guy named Annabelle Sanchez said that his hotel room was robbed of one hundred thousand dollars while he was pitching on Saturday. He's a pitcher for the Atlanta Falcons, and I I just throw out the question for you: Why did he have a hundred thousand dollars of items in his hotel room? That's a lot of bling. They stole jewelry burglars dead. They stole four watches they dead. And I'm like, whoa. Now, Rob Gronkowski got robbed during the Super Bowl at his house. Golden State Warriors swingman Nick Young said he had $100,000 stolen from his house in 2017 while he was playing for the Lakers. What are you doing with $100,000 of bling? I don't know. I'm just going to shut up. I, myself, do not have... I don't even think I have $10,000 of bling. It's not a bling guy. I know you're saying, Rob, when we see you in bling, we know the, the first horseman has arrived, and there's three more behind it. And the fourth one's going to be ridden by Kim Jong-un. He's going to, he to be riding a nuclear bomb. So, anyway... um. Very close attention. Solo was a bit of a flop for Disney. Not a flop, but eh, it didn't do nearly as well as other Star Wars films. So they got a couple more up their sleeve, right? They got Frozen coming out. They got another Star Wars coming out next year. But what they've done this time is they've picked up and dusted off the Incredibles. Mr. Incredible and Elastigirl. They said, come out of retirement. And they're like, but we're cartoons. I'm like, sure, come out of retirement. So 14 years after the original. This one will pull in a good $125, $140 million in the opening weekend. And we'll forget all about Han Solo. You owe me money, Han Solo. So the long-running space opera that is star wars when you start taking a look at what disney did and touched and how the force awakens paid off handsomely you start worrying that did they have they dug have they gone to the well too many times with han Solo? it's like apple how many times can you go to the well and say i got a new phone and you're gonna really be excited So Solo may actually result in a write-down for Disney. Time to sell? It's a good question. Have they jumped the shark? Have their other franchises jumped the shark? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. Find me online at robblackshow.com.
1: You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW on the iHeartRadio app.